All right, welcome to episode 43 of Banana Split. I am Patrick. We're doing a different one today. We've got a few new voices, so we're going to see how that goes. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, one you might remember or be familiar with is Hazel. Hi. Hi. Good right. to be back. Yay, great Yay. to have you. I've traveled out to Mascot to do this, so should be interesting. It's, uh, I haven't been here for a while, but it's pretty cool. Oh, thank you. Actually, I don't think you've ever been here. Not, um, not this house. I mean, Mascot itself. I haven't been here since <laughs> I went on the go-karts at Wallow Creek. Oh, just okay. the next right. suburb over. So good. Or the airport. Yeah, so we've also got someone named JJ. Yes. Cool. And... Reg. Reg. I know he said Greg. No. Because I love the bakery so much. Not quite. Um, and then one more. Sarah. So we've got Hello. a full house. There's at least five voices. I think that's the most we've ever had. So apologies if it's a little echoey in here. I did the best I could with one mic. Uh, so yeah, I'd be interested in any feedback on that. But yeah, we're here to talk about one thing, and that's one thing only. We're not allowed to digress whatsoever. <laughs> no, we can see how we go. But basically, uh, we were going to watch something called Fasco. We had that in mind, the yeah. first episode. We can get back to that because apparently it was supposed to be on Stan, and then we discovered it wasn't. So uh, we couldn't watch it. It's actually, uh, Reg, you can probably explain. Um, we had a little bit of trouble. We were trying to start the first episode of Farscape as a trial run sort of thing. Uh, and unfortunately, it's incredibly hard to find. Reg, do you want to Indeed, yes. Um, so that was the plan. We were going, the idea for our eventual podcast was going to be after a conversation Sarah and I had. Sarah is my flatmate. Um, she said, if you could pick any subject to have a podcast on, like, what do you think you're knowledgeable now? about mm. enough and the only thing I could think of was Stargate yeah so I assembled a, a group Stargate we were originally going to start with Stargate Star- no, yes no, no, no. did I say Farscape no we started with Stargate you're mm-hmm. right yes. but then continue the story yes. on so as a trial run for this group of four uh, my girlfriend JJ my flatmate Sarah and one of my good friends oh. Oh. that's okay <laughs> Hazel I'll remember I said Hazel don't you know, say I'll anything else I'll interject in front of people I'm not going to okay. start again now yeah we're not no, starting no, no, we're not it's we're too like, far into it it's, yeah. it's too late yes so the idea was that we would test it out with a similar show and the idea initially was Fastgate which is an Australian show with amazing puppetry I might add one of mm-hmm. my friends is actually a puppet expert from a family of puppeteers which is why I thought it'd be doubly interesting hmm. uh, but unfortunately continue it unfortunately we couldn't find a copy of it in time because it's not on any streaming servers yeah. the first season yeah. itself isn't even on iTunes has every other season except the first season wow <laughs> that's so annoying I know so, so if so I knew any of this I would have brought it with me because I've got the entire as we found series. out today yes. that part yeah. series yes. yeah. and I think there was miscommunication we got here we were thinking oh we'll just watch like the Stargate film yeah. or something else but that didn't end up working out because we yeah. thought it was going to go too long we want to keep it short today <laughs> it's a yeah. by people please I have work so you would have started with the Kurt Russell Indeed. movie hmm. I don't know if that before. would have been necessary but because uh, if you're going to do the series you could just start off with that really well, like the films the iconic. pilot does take off from where the movie ended yeah. more or less a few years later okay and it would be I could ex- just explain what happened in the movie but yeah yeah. and I think two of us have never seen Stargate or Sarah have you watched it? no I've not no. seen any of so it so three of us mm-hmm. I'm just expecting MacGyver in the future that's, <laughs> that's not pretty what much <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay well I'm going to have to back out of this now there's an episode where they actually <laughs> reference MacGyver so it's quite the pilots even is it? Oh, okay. Maybe it's more than once. It was an ad lib line in the pilot. We'll yeah, get, was we'll it get Sam that. Carter? If we get to that eventually, we'll get to that. I think it was Sam that said that. I'm going to have to MacGyver. 
my yeah. way out of this. Yeah, because yeah. I was stuck in like oh. an iceberg or something. Well, that was oh, that scene you're thinking of is later in the series, and don't yeah. give away too much what happens in the episode. But uh, it's it's more that's yeah. a deleted scene, like, like a an yeah. Alien, okay, you've watched scene. all the extras as well. Yeah, so he is clearly very. Um, yeah. I love it, a fellow SG One fan. You say very, I say two. As in two. But then I haven't seen Stargate Universe or all of the Uh, Atlantis. Have you watched all that? I have watched them all. Although I've only watched Universe once all the way through. The rest of it I've watched too much as a kid because I recorded it off TV and watched it. It was my comfort show growing up. Yeah. I was going to say I did actually serve. Who's the um, black actor, uh, black American actor? Christopher Judge. Yes, Christopher Judge. I once served him. He seems like the nicest guy. He was right? so polite. Like, yeah. oh my God, he was so nice. I was just serving him a drink, but he was like, oh, thank you. Like, he, really mm-hmm. nice and calm mm-hmm. and smiling. And I'm like, oh yeah, I love you so much. Um, I, I hadn't even seen the show. He was just such an, I knew he was a star, but I didn't know where from. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you are so sweet. In contrast, I was also serving uh, Jason. Was it I was Mom? waiting for that. Mama, Mama, yeah. Mama, oh. I also served him. Mama. And he kept coming into the club lounge, taking the club lounge drinks, which you're not supposed to do, like the champagne bubbles, out of the room to his room next door to top up his friends' drinks and stuff. And I'm like, no, dude. Well, that just shows no. what a nice guy he is. He wants to give his friends. I know. You know and he want. and his friends were obviously having a great time, but they yeah. left their door open in the hotel I was working at at the time. It was an atrium style, so it's a hollow center, so all the doors for the rooms that are facing outside face inwards to yeah. nothing. Um, so it's basically sounds bounce around to each people's mm. door, front doors and everything. So yeah. it was like, I had to end up getting my manager up to like mm. get them to close the door. Cause I offered, I was like, Oh, can, can I close the door? Just, you know, so people don't walk past cause people were literally walking past looking into their room mm. and they were like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm glad they're having a good time, but and it this did is make my job harder. Pre Aquaman, but post Game of Thrones. Yes. So they still had a bit of, so stuck in Atlantis, which is awesome. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't think that made his name. I thought it was no. Interesting though that um, Christopher jo- uh, Judge was having his own quiet evening in Club Lounge and Jason Moore was literally his room. Was that the same door. night? Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. the same night okay. in the same place. Um, was like partying at all. Christopher Judge is like oh, quiet, yeah. reading a book, you know, drinking a glass of wine that I occasionally top up. And it was just like such a contrast. But clearly, mm-hmm. you know. I'm, it's a generational thing too. I think Judge is maybe 40 something. Yeah, no, and that's. And Mama was in his. Absolutely. Well, he's not a kid, but I'd he's. i Judge early. might be in his 50s by now. Yeah, he's yeah. getting on. I mean, he looks good for his age, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have realised... I didn't know that Jason Momoa, is that how yeah. he pronounces his yeah. last name? I didn't even realise they'd been co-stars at one point. Otherwise, I would have thought a bit more odd earlier that they weren't, you know, <laughs> chilling together. But then again, generational well, uh, difference. Same maybe? franchise, different show. Different show. They didn't oh. work together. There was one episode they met, and that's yeah. quite a fan favourite. Oh. That's a lot further down the line. Damn. Oh, well, they didn't interact in front of me. Otherwise, yeah. I would have. Because I only saw, like, the first season of Atlantis, and I don't think Momoa was a big part of that. No, he only appears in the second season. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've, I've heard from a lot of people, in real life, Jason Momoa was pretty pretty fun to be around. Yeah. Very He's nice. A, yes. It did make my job harder, so I resented a little. But aside from that, <laughs> I am glad for his you know, success seems, and whatnot. Like, I kind of feel sense. bad for celebrities, because they've got to stay perfect all the time. Yeah, if they have one exactly. bad day, then it just... Yeah. The word gets out and they're ruined. <laughs> so funny. He's yeah. very much a party dude. He's yeah, he's pretty sure he's wild, so. Mm. Oh, really? Like, I met him oh. briefly at a convention a few years ago, and that was, that was pre Game yeah. of Thrones. That was post Game of Thrones, but pre Aquaman, and he was okay. just like, yeah! I'm so if he is. We can wild. totally tell what you did just yeah, there with your hands. No, <laughs> it's the devil logo. I can't remember what I'm doing. I can yet. confirm it. You don't need to Google it. It's, he is. Yeah, yeah. 
And he's claiming yeah, hang loose. a strong hang connection loose. to hang loose. That's what I was doing. That's yeah, yeah, really yeah. awesome. Polynesian ancestry. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you can even see him kind of doing uh, the beginning of a haka a couple of <laughs> times in Aquaman. Have you seen it? Not yet. Okay. That's on my list. All right. Try not to spoil Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Indeed. Um, but yes, anyway. So instead of Farscape, yep. instead of the Stargate film, today we decided to pick a similarish but still different show still Red Dwarf the, yeah still in the sci-fi uh, genre early you know nostalgia that sort of mm-hmm. thing that we would have grown up with except I believe JJ and Sarah have you guys seen it? I did watch that first episode but my English wasn't too good back then oh, so oh, oh well we're how watching long ago, how we're long ago was that? well I was a child yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so what five years ago? yes okay. it was yes my English has come a long way I thank you <laughs> No, it was back in the 90s, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and JJ, you would have just, this is your first time? Yeah, it was my first time. Okay, maybe we should go with JJ's impression straight away because you right. have had you, uh, nothing, no expectations going in. <laughs> All the pressure is on you. Yeah. Yeah, no pressure. I didn't expect it was a um, comedy show. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I think it's better than Star Wars. Or <laughs> Well, you only fell asleep once during this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, that's a running theme with me and JJ. I've tried to introduce her to a few big Western franchises, especially the first Star Wars film and the first Star Trek film. And just like with Red Dwarf, unfortunately, JJ has fallen asleep at least once Sorry. both times. I mean, Star Trek, I understand, but it's a very slow film. Are you keeping her up all night? Or <laughs> Actually, I noticed its pacing is a little bit more slow than most of the modern comedies yeah. that I'm watching oh, yes. today. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. You know, I got Stan, I got I didn't Netflix. write that down, but yeah, it's mm. so the slow. The pacing was really slow to unravel, and I feel like that's just a thing of that's the a 90s. That's a generation. Like, I used to mm. watch The X-Files, and it was, like, gripping, and I was, you know, white-knuckled, edge mm. of my seat. And then I went back and watched it a few years ago, and I'm like, wow, this is slow. Mm. I had to watch it at double speed with subtitles mm. to get through it. Yeah. I just our attention what's the word uh, our attention span, attention span? Yeah. it's just really changed uh, I think it's because so. we of technology improving and everything we're so used to information just being at our fingertips mm. so we're like we don't have time skip yeah. to the ending <laughs> we've got to go to work <laughs> and arguably we can absorb more information faster than maybe we could back then or maybe because the way television was made back then it was like a background thing or maybe we've just trained ourselves to pick up information well, faster. Less competition. Time. Quality didn't have to be as high to get noticed. You only had like mm. three or four channels. True. Uh, yeah. The audiences were huge. Well, so. and, yeah, yeah. And back then, it wouldn't matter if you like missed, say, ten minutes or so because yeah. the pacing was so slow. It was something you could get up and walk away from. Like, yeah. I never. And I think that would give shows more rope to find their feet or more time to sort of establish themselves. Like SNL is apparently awful. Uh, Saturday Night Live Do you know what the, the, the first season but it just they didn't care they just kept it running and running and running and eventually got good Do you know what the term enough rope means Pat? Uh, like <laughs> give someone enough hot rope to hang themselves Yes that's what I was like So it's probably know. the opposite of what I meant Yes Yeah Though so, I mean I'm sure that happened as well some shows just never got better Yeah uh, and they did hang themselves uh, I but think like, Oh, sorry. It's uh, very rare for a show to like find its feet and be amazing from the first season onwards Was it not Farscape that did that? Like they kept getting renewed and then cancelled, then renewed and then cancelled, and in the end, do they leave it on a cliffhanger thinking they're going to be renewed? And yeah, and Fox cancelled it anyway. Mm. Like, yeah, five so more seasons. Rope. Maybe that not. was enough for it to hang themselves with. Yeah. 
Damn. Anyway, um, so we watched The Dwarf. Da, 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 Apple titled at the end. <laughs> yes, it yeah. was. It's hilarious. <laughs> I did notice that there were... That's got to be the one thing that made me laugh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, we both, there's five of us. We sat there for, what, was it a half-hour episode? Yeah. yeah. I don't think there was one laugh. It, it wasn't a chuckle. It, yeah, there was kind maybe of show. A, a chuckle no. from... Yeah. Uh, I was just the, kind of smirking to myself, like, hmm, that is humorous. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they didn't want to pull out their big guns because yeah. you, you want yeah. to get better in the next show. Well, that's it. I think it just comes back. down to it's the first one. They haven't really set up their established rhythm yet. Um, they're just finding their... Yeah it's, yeah, it's all yet to be one of the most popular, long-running cult classics ever in British sci-fi history. Absolutely. So, I mean, I don't know how many British sci-fi comedies there are, mm. but still, it definitely found a place in a kind of a weird hall of fame it's, it's off Broadway off to the left Wait, not British? a comedy it's damn. not British damn damn, damn. <laughs> it has some British actors but it's not British which one Battlestar Galactica Battlestar yeah well funnily enough if you, you're talking about doing a podcast about a particular show and doing an episode by episode breakdown mm. uh, there's a really good one that just started about Battlestar Galactica Sweet. with I think one of the actors and a guy named yeah. uh, Bernard and Mark Bernard who's a TV writer okay. and journalist and so I can recommend that if you're a BGS fan. Yeah. So um, only yeah. the series, not the movie. I know I'm a heretic, but yeah, I, I, I never saw the original either. <laughs> no. But the series that they did a couple of years ago is oh, amazing. My entire mm. family would yeah. come home. No one was allowed to watch the newly downloaded episode yeah. until everyone was home, and then as a family we'd have dinner, and then after dinner we would be allowed to watch it with the entire family. Newly purchased episode, you mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I'm rather unique in that I have some problems with Battlestar Galactica as a series. Certain mm. things that you know didn't annoy me. Some of the characters I felt were too stupid for my taste, and some mm. plot points were a bit too silly in a show that took itself way too seriously. Yeah. But I'm very alone in that, so I can admit that it's just, just not for my taste. I just like that in my entire family, even my mother and my father, really got mm. into it. That wow. I was like, whoa, they, they were really addicted and they got really upset if we were started. And they're generally not sci fi fans or anything. No, yeah. not really. So cool. that was quite unusual. Um, yeah, what about you guys? Did anyone start with Battlestar at all? I haven't seen one episode. <laughs> it's on my list. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm terrible. I haven't <laughs> seen it. But unfortunately, you can't find any streaming service yeah. in Australia. Oh, yes, that's right. Reg, what is the app? you use to find what you want on ah, streaming service? That is a terrific app. It's called Just Watch. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, We're not being paid for that promotion. Just I'm just saying it's, it's called Just okay. Watch. So if you have a show in mind and you don't know which streaming service or movie, or movie is, yep. is streaming it, you it download the app and it tells you it's amazing. Unfortunately, it doesn't do a lot of anime, but I think there's a dedicated app for anime as well. Ooh. But I can't remember what that's called. There's a couple of them out there, like Crunchyroll. Yeah, uh, it tells you which ones is on which. Someone posted a thread the other day. Anime Lab mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, that's another one. Mm. But there's one that's free. I can't right. remember the name of that. Yeah. But there's a bunch that got recently pulled off, like easily accessible. Like they were cracking down on it because the Australian government's like, no more free mm-hmm. things. There's always a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> yeah, so we've got your reaction. You didn't fall asleep, so that's a good sign. Would you give it a score? I don't know. Is that what we're going to do this early on? I didn't fall asleep. Fell asleep once. Yeah. Okay. So what did you think was the most in- impressive scene or interesting? What what Did anything capture your interest? Uh, I just wonder what happened to the cat. Oh, you missed that, but you fell asleep yeah. during that bit, did you? You really <laughs> fell asleep? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, no, I was like a half-hour show. Okay, well basically, uh, that stuck in my craw as well, and as you mentioned, where do you find the suit? Apparently, 
when the ship was sealed off, there was a cat that had the litter of kittens, and it doesn't. They don't say how many. Yeah. An average litter is what ten. Oh. And then they just bred amongst themselves until know. they evolved into a bipedal, basically yep. person of color human. Yeah. So. Which is hilarious, but he's not. He's a humanoid. He's a humanoid. feline humanoid. Yeah, yes. he has fangs and I yes. think a tail. But he dresses like a... And eight nipples. Is it... Like, he reminds me of maybe a Chuck <laughs> Berry. Actually, I see them during the show. So. I've got serious minstrel caricature vibes from yeah. him. Did no one else get minstrel? that? Caricature. No, minstrel. we're not... We're not definitely. Yeah, yeah, okay, thank God. I thought it was the other yeah. We're not as woke. Long. <laughs> no. Which is why his appearance did not make me laugh at all. I was just like, this is... I remember laughing yeah. as a kid because, uh, and I probably was like smiling from nostalgia because like he was mm. such an out there personality as mm. a child to watch. Mm-hmm. But now being aware of what a minstrel characterization mm. slash persona sort of was, I'm like, I don't know. I didn't oh, notice that. One thing that I did notice, which I didn't bother me, but I thought they might not do now. I might got might have got picked up somewhere else on a different show these days. Was when. Uh, he goes, oh, I don't, what are you guys, monkeys? And he was referring to... Mm. To Lester and, and... yeah, one of them yeah. is a person of colour. Yeah. So I... Oh, yeah, that but, could have been interpreted. But he clearly yeah. is referring to both of them. So yeah, yeah. It's not a... Yeah, it's not the a way things are these days, someone would have picked it up and got upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could have so. been... Oh, it could have been interpreted. But because he was addressing both people and yeah. only one person was a person of colour, you can tell that it's... He's making fun of the fact that they're genetically descended from apes. Apes. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. No, well that was my reading of it. So yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but it's good good to point out. Like yeah. I'm more worried about the optics of how the slobbiest character of the show is also one of the people of colour. Oh, yeah. oh you mean Lester. Is, yeah. Lester. Okay. Is Lister. that is that problematic as well? And it's also problematic that he's named after like and something that's trips. a mouthwash. And Listerine. generally <laughs> yeah. has apparently got really bad breath. And so I don't know if there's a hidden joke there. I don't know. His name is Dave Lister. That's yeah. his full name of his character. And yeah. it's interesting. He, his character has dreads. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. on a spaceship. And he smokes on a spaceship. Oh, yeah. Lots of, on screen. <laughs> no, no. Lots of on-screen smoking. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's nothing realistic about, realistic about this show. Like, a, no. apparently he's a senior technician. <laughs> no, I thought uh, Rima was the senior. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, sorry, I, I jumped there, but basically, he's, there's an officer who's probably one of the most annoying characters mm. of all time. Pencil mm-hmm. Uh And as he refers to him as Smeghead, mm. which is the first use of that term. Which and is, I, that's because they couldn't swear. In the, that day, they yeah, would not yeah. have been allowed oh. to swear. Oh, so yeah. they have to make up their own names. Lots of sci fi shows have their own, like. Battlescale Galactica. Fast Crack. Fast has Frill. Yeah. Um, Angry Beavers had Spoot. I also liked how in Firefly wow. they had cool terms too, so that was like, ooh, what shiny. Using, uh, is it Mandarin that they were using? They do use yeah. Mandarin, yeah. which is hilarious because their accent's so off that I didn't even know they were speaking Mandarin at some point until I saw the subtitles and I'm like, oh. And also hilarious because there are no Asian people on the show at all. No, no, no. Um, there were no uh, Asians in Firefly? No, there were. There were two. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. The, the two tan, the tan siblings. Oh, yeah. River is half Korean, I believe, oh, the actress. Okay. And her brother is half... Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, some are, some he's some not Japanese, isn't he? Yeah, like, Summer Cloud is definitely half okay. Asian. Um, but the Tans are supposed to be like the Harvey sort of family because okay. they have... Um, if you are a Harvey, I am one. Okay. Um, we all have this like look. 
don't know how to describe mm. it. I'm really <laughs> odd because I have darker than usual hair and it's curly, but normally it's like straight and light, not lightish brown, but it's a certain hue of brown. Like there's a range of brown hues that we will have and certain ju- just markers in our face that yes. you can tell that we're a mix. So for me, it was very obvious they were mixed. Ah, uh, okay. Because yep. I guess growing up, it seemed like they were white. So I guess they were white passing. Or uh, it's white, white presenting. So white passing uh, is when you attempt to minimize your your background. So okay. if you have a non-white, like non-European background, you tend to ignore it and only embrace the white side of your background. Presenting is you just look that way. Okay. It has nothing to do with how you live your life or if you're proud of your background or not. Okay. It's just <laughs> you look that way and a lot of people think you're white when you're not or you can pass for white even though if people look at you more carefully they'll realize that you've clearly mixed or something okay. um so there's a you can if you pass for white you get privileges so an example mm. is, is i'm mixed but i once attended an asian some sort of chinese community charity thing and some racist lady was there and she's like oh my god so many asians they're just gonna like take over just taking over the place. And I turned and I smiled at her and I was like, yes, they are. And she sort of looked at me funny and then like backed away and walked off. And I was like, good, fuck off. We don't I would want love to have asked her why she was there. Yeah. Uh, she was there um, prior to from the previous event and we were, uh, we were changing over and I think okay. she was, I don't know if she was someone's like friend or whatnot. Or this is in Sydney. Like, this was in Sydney, yeah. Where, was, you know, 60% of the, of the population was born in another country. Yeah. Like, um, Asians are taking over the world. Yes, we are. Yeah. How old was this person? She was, like, in her late 40s. Damn, so it wasn't my mother. Okay. But, yeah, no, because I'm very white presenting, sometimes I get a lot of anti-Asian stuff set in front of me because they want my approval, and I'm just looking at them like, what the mm. is wrong with you? Like, if you said that in front of to a friend of mine who was Asian, I would be mm. so mad. Like, you're not going to get approval from me. I'm just going to... I couldn't say anything because I was obviously in uniform. But yeah. I, I said enough to sort of make her uncomfortable to walk away because I was like, that's not cool. Well, <laughs> Why the fuck are you here? <laughs> this is a Chinese yeah. charity event. What are you doing? To be fair, for the first few years I knew you, I had no idea that you had an Asian background. Um, yeah, that's Ancestry. weird. Oh, yeah. When I was younger, I didn't really go into it as much when I was with a lot of my friends because you want to mm. assimilate, you want to be part of everyone. And then I realized that my mum had always dragged me off to and made me volunteer for a bunch of Chinese stuff and I realised how important it was that I value my culture. I was very lucky my mother made me like travel China and Taiwan and stuff. So you become more aware of it and it's like, I, I want to call it, I think it's like code switching is a term they use in yeah. um, America, which is where you switch from the code and cultural norms of one society to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done that when I'm like, you know, in front of Chinese community and then when I sort of switch to the next group of friends or whatnot. So you just switch over because otherwise things that you take for granted in one society is just going to look really weird in another. I think my favourite one was um, one of my friends, I, I remember reading, she was writing how her dad came home when her white friend was sitting with her and her dad proceeded to take off his jacket and get into his home clothes in front of them, which is like singlet and boxers that he wears under his pants. Now, I've seen, like, so many Chinese dramas of modern day and stuff that I totally get that that's a mentality for some people in Asia. Mm-hmm. I'm not particularly sure if she was Chinese, actually, now I think about it. But anyway, if he had done that in front of me, I would have been like, oh, he's getting into his home clothes, right? And not really thought about it. But afterwards, he walked out, and my friend turned to him and was like, why did your dad just get dressed in front of us? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, 
chill. I honestly thought I knew about Asian that. culture, but I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, there's chill. The dads are at home. They're chilling. They're single wow. in their boxes. It's like... Mm, like, I'll chill at it home. It depends on the... Like that. But if I had, like, a teenage daughter or something with friends around, there's no way I was... <laughs> I don't think he thought him. He was just yeah. like getting undressed because it was just like, these are my home clothes. I'm, I'm relaxed. Wow. I'm undressed. Um, I think that was kind of funny though because it's like, I've seen enough Chinese drama and like other dramas to know that a lot of, it's quite normal. Oh. And I guess maybe my dad's not Chinese, but because I've seen that, I'm sort of, I'm aware that it's a thing and I've been like, oh, that's what he's doing. Okay. At the end. And just like, continue watching and not really cared but for anyone not in or aware of that culture that could be a bit <laughs> it's mm. clearly an in-group in signal it's not an out-group signal they'd be very confused anyway out-group um, signal in-group signaling yeah wow we've diverged a I always learn no it's, it's good I knew there'd be political stuff on here and that's mm. why it, uh, it's always interesting but, well yeah, yeah in-group signaling can happen in a lot of things uh, one of the things is sometimes I share a meme or something yeah. and a lot of it requires in-group signaling. So I take for granted that the people reading it are aware of the background information following the meme to follow why I would post that because it might not come across, like for them, it might come across like really rude. Like I think I posted a meme uh, recently that was talking about HIV and a couple of the facts were on because I didn't read very closely. So obviously always read what you post. Yeah. But um, that was in parentheses, so I missed that. And one part mentioned about HIV sort of, I couldn't quite recollect why, but it touched on which groups were most affected or something. And someone was like, oh yeah, that's really queer phobic. And I was like, well, it is, and it's also not wrong because mm. recently I think there was a study that came out that it's HIV is declining yeah. in queer communities, but rising in more traditionally straight communities, which is interesting. And I'm not sure if that's true. I can't back that up. But hmm. yeah, and that's what I assumed that was mentioned for. It's, but it's then I was like, oh my gosh, knowing this is American now makes me more aware of how, because there's like this huge queer phobia in America, especially mm. I, I should have been more switched on. So why is it mine? But like, I've got a transgender friend who I think you locked horns with once. Well, you know, he's 16. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, he gets upset when anyone uses the term queer. Yeah, and yeah. I don't even start that argument because mm. I, in my mind I'm like yeah but that's literally part of the acronym LGBTQ he's so, 16 yeah. and he's had some really awful experiences with yeah. the term queer and you know yeah. what that's yeah. valid if he doesn't yeah. want to identify with it he does not have to and yeah. we yeah. respect that especially yeah, like, random you know, like okay. I might disagree yeah. slightly but I'm not going to walk in as some cis white straight Don't guy that, yeah. it's just okay. like Oh, you're wrong. You should do it this way. No, you know, I, I, whatever. I, I Definitely avoid cisplaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that a cisplaining? Yeah. Okay, I've accused someone else on Facebook of doing it before. And <laughs> Lol, <a> Facebook. <laughs> yeah. They went off. Did, they, did they accept the I potential think, criticism? I think it was one of the old threads. Or was it your friends or was it one of Sylvie's friends? It was one my, of those I don't two. recollect it on my phone. Okay. Um, I've yeah. stopped engaging in both those pages now. I just always get in trouble. Well, no. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, you know um, me, I get very touchy on Facebook. That's the other yeah. thing. Facebook is geared to make you want to respond. So yeah. I think, was it you, Rich, or someone else was telling me that it is geared to promote what it knows you will respond most to. Right. And that doesn't mean respond well. That wasn't me who told you that. Well, someone did. Oh, I remember it's Kieran. Okay. And Kieran is not wrong. So that sounds like something Kieran would Yeah, yeah. he's quite no. right. It is so true. Facebook will 
algorithms will push towards your feed mm -hmm. things that it knows you will react to and a lot of the time it's not stuff you will react well to mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it can just be you had like no sleep that day and you said something weird and bad and then suddenly it's yeah I had a similar so, incident yesterday where I was uh, sharing a post about uh, how uh, white privilege mm. is definitely a thing and this is why you know it was a couple a list of stuff I can't remember the entire meme but it was fairly straightforward it was like plainly, I don't know how it could be misread or you could come away after no, going through it and being yeah. like, no, it's all made up. White people are Some okay. Some people don't read But I've it. got this cousin and he keeps just I've seen your cousin. chipping away mm. and, you know, you I engaged with him a little bit and then let it go. And then another friend popped up who I haven't seen. I just added him in 15 years. We went to high school together and he'd gone off to work in the mines and recently returned to Sydney. And apparently his Facebook name for a long time had been Lance Sternum which is apparently why I couldn't. But yeah, it popped up again. And it wasn't like I was looking. It was just like, you know, Facebook says, you might know this person. Yeah, like, yeah I actually do. I turn those yeah. off because they know me <laughs> yeah, so yeah. much. I'm like, I'm I don't want to a sucker for like, oh, all the things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he jumped in and literally no interaction for that entire time. And the, all he said on that post was, oh, nice virtue signaling. Oh, and I oh, just lost time. it. I was with my son and he was like giving us grief because we were trying to eat pancakes and he just wanted to play. And I was like, what? It's the first thing you've said in 15 years. Oh, you just, you dickhead. I went for the, you know, the jugular. The jugular. Wow. Which is pretty rare for me normally. So nice. But, uh, and then he actually got in touch. I was like, oh, sorry. I, was, I should have added the uh, smiley face. Anyway, do you want a beer? <laughs> so we, we met up, uh, I think it was last night, and had a beer. So it was right. good. Okay. And, and it's always better to do this sort of discussion, to be honest, in person, especially if you yeah. talk to someone in 15 years. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, mainly because... Again, you see so much more communication style-wise in someone's, pers like, the way they're talking to you. Yeah. With text, you have to imagine, and you can imagine it's so wrong. <laughs> yeah, you can easily misinterpret yeah. or... I've, I've, yeah. I've gotten a lot of, oh, you're so arrogant, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I just explained it to you really nicely. Yeah. <laughs> I've done nothing to be, like, overbearing or anything. I've not insulted you in any way. I've just sort of tried to be like, okay... Let's rehash this. I want you to reread what I said in the voice of an old white man sitting in an armchair by a fire. Go. <laughs> and <laughs> and a usually, pipe with pipe and slippers. Yes, yes. And, and usually at that point, they're like, oh, now I read what your tone was supposed to be. I'm like, just read my tone, monotone. And usually that is the most correct. It's not always. Like, mm. Sometimes I get grumpy. But I, mm. that's what I use emojis for to try and convey yeah. um, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they can help. But yeah, still stuck as... Uh, Misinterpreted all the time. And sarcasm can be missed as well. Yeah. Well, that's why Reddit has the S like uh, letter. You have to add that to the end of every well, post. I was, uh, yeah, circling back to the whole minstrel thing though. Yeah, right. That's yeah. where yeah. that. Um, I was going to say, I wanted to draw a parallel to something else in modern pop culture that mm -hmm. might be more easier for people who've never seen or heard of minstrel caricaturization. Mm -hmm. um, if you've ever seen Childish Gambino's music video, uh, of what was it? This is America. Mm -hmm. yep. So also known as Donald Glover. Mm -hmm. So when I Glover, sorry. Um, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that guy really looks like Donald Glover. Oh my god, it's so racist. All that guy look the same. And then I found out it was him because I was like, oh, you're, you're one of those people. Uh, if he's singing, he's Childish Gambino. If he's acting, he's yeah. Donald Glover. Yeah. And I love how everyone just respects that. Like yep. that's what we're gonna do. Well, like it's. I can't think of anyone else who's ever done that. And uh, he just decided to go with it, and we're all uh, on board. Yeah, I think because everyone awesome. understands that it's important important to come compartmentalize 
So his persona singing has to be different from his persona acting. Yeah. And that totally makes sense. Yeah. Actually, he's not the only person to have done that. Uh, Beverly Crusher's actor went with her maiden name for dancing. She was a dance instructor. She worked on the labyrinth. So all the dancing, the ballroom scene, that was corrected by, uh, choreographed by her. Oh. And when she was acting... Yeah, but it's not like her, her dancing name was a household... Like, no, it was amongst you know, dance circles, so yeah, that, yeah. that's why, it's, obviously, um, which was very I'm, cool. I'm trying to think of anyone that's as popular. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, it wouldn't have been a household name like Childish Mambino versus yeah. Blah Blah. I'm but, just trying to compare it to someone that's asked the audience to go along with what they've come up with, like Prince. Yeah, Lady Gaga, Cher, Madonna. I mean, they, well, there's lots of fake names, in. but they're not yeah. stick to that yeah. name. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to think of anything that. Any actor that went back to say their birth name for acting, I can't think of anything else. No. The Rock. <laughs> the Rock. Yeah. Although he's stuck with both. Wrestling persona and acting persona, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was also going to add. Uh, so minstrel style hmm. is the way they would literally the crows. I think in Dumbo. Uh, yeah. They personify what minstrel sort of characterization is mm. like yeah it's like a classic men. racist scene yeah, yeah so this is specifically for black men it's slightly different when you go for black women it's called the manny mammy or uh, yes. the mammy persona I think that's a very american centric thing too like Indeed. for this being a, a bbc production i don't know if that's what they were going no, for no, there's even a, subjectively there's a lot of like history subconsciously mm. Um, there is a lot of history of anti-blackness in um, Sure. I just yeah. don't know if they had the whole minstrel thing as strongly mm-hmm. as in... No, they do. Oh, yeah. it's just different. It's not the same, okay. quite the same. It's very similar. They, yeah. they literally did the black shoe polish right. the, on the face oh. to play music yeah. and to pretend that they were black when they really weren't. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they would do like crazy, large, fake white lips. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's And the postures they make... Mm. That's the thing. It's it's how they make the postures and the facial contortions. So if you watch Childish Gambino's This Is America, you'll see at the beginning when he's dancing, he's got he's mm. sort of his gait's uneven. He's like raising one eyebrow, doing this weird thing with his mm. face. That's the minstrel yeah. walk and mm. persona. That's how they used to be characterized by a lot of white people and how they would be expected to act. So I think... Uh, what was it, you know, uh, plenty of sunshine going oh, away, zippity-doo-da, yep. zippity-doo, I've never South. seen it, yeah. but that scene I have seen, mm-hmm. and the way he dances and sings, his characterization is very black minstrel sort of troping, yeah. so it's like literally stereotyping mm. black men specifically. So I never would have picked that up. Well, with but, what he was wearing, he did a lot of Michael Jackson sort of, ow, and then like turning around and doing the Michael mm-hmm. Jackson moves, and I was like... Well, he even sung Dangerous, which... Yeah, there were so many anachronistic references. Like, even Holly made one at some point about a very English celebrity that was popular mm-hmm. at that time. Uh, and, mm-hmm. yeah, just constant. If we're going to go into, like, pop culture stuff, we've got to be careful with sci-fi because it's set, like, at that point, it was three million years in the future. Mm-hmm. And they're referencing, like, 80s pop culture. So It is a little dated, yeah. yeah. Yes. And I think that's you're right when you pointed out the comedy didn't get much laugh. Or reaction per se from us mm. yes they wouldn't have rolled out the a material but i think you were right in the sense that it may have just been dated comedy like it's mm. huh. yeah it's a bit of that before. and also the type of humor there was a lot of puns there was a lot of like puns uh, never go out of fashion <laughs> <laughs> there was know, a lot of stupid jokes like mm, oh yeah. you're so stupid <laughs> yeah just the two characters yeah i think it's a, it's a classist sort of like the very first joke was if you don't shut up i will hit you 
with an anvil. Or <laughs> She's just like, like, like physical okay. violent threats. Yeah. Oh, I love those, don't you? Oh. <laughs> that was sarcastic. <laughs> um, I must say the whole class thing you're talking about because that's something I noticed because I've been watching the original Star Trek recently oh. how like you know those shows it's always about like, the captain and the like, main crew on the ship mm-hmm. you don't really see like you know the lower class like maintenance people and this is you like, see the red shirts they die exactly and this, this one front and centre we have like two lower people on the ship doing the work no one cares about yeah. focusing on them kind of like in a, almost Star Wars where it's like the two lowest droid characters focusing yeah. on them and seeing the world through yeah you've got to give it points for that yeah no that's new I hadn't thought of that oh, well I also point. thought it was interesting how the valuing system clearly like Rimmer's supposed to be indoctrinated into their value systems in a system he knows he will never win or succeed at mm. he's like oh, what? you didn't have knobby parents he didn't have knobby parents yeah. he didn't have the mm. money he didn't have the education yeah. he was trying to take an exam he yeah. was trying mm. to study for and he's obviously on. super anxious about because he just has that brain snap and uses like the ink on his arm to make a handprint and then yeah. passes out. Yeah, because he chose to cheat with writing everything on his arm. Yeah, and that was my, and he's obviously done it a few times and Rima makes fun of him, for, I mean, Lister makes fun of him for it. But yeah, uh, yeah he's a senior, I had a superior technician <laughs> and he's given the task of doing what's clearly a very safety critical job of the main drive yeah, like monitoring the main, it was not just the main drive, they also monitor like the cafeteria. Yeah, well, yeah. up to that point, Things, it was believable like, because it's just like, yeah, let's clean out the, yeah, the chicken we, soup mm, dispenser. Yeah. But suddenly he has to like work yeah. on some really highly safety critical thing. And, and that's what is basically why they end up. Yeah, and it's interesting because mm. when uh, Lester comes out of stasis, there's all this white powder everywhere and he starts yep. eating it. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be like the powder residue of the crew now turned to ash. And he's like, oh my god, I've been eating a whole crew. And he's like, who's that? And he's like, that's the captain. Who's that? And then Holly goes, oh, that's Rimmer. And he's yeah. like, why was Rimmer in the this main room? And he was mm. like, oh, he was explaining to the captain why he didn't put the valve back correctly or whatever, yeah. whatever the plate was. And of course, was. Rimmer in character blames it on Lister for not being there. Yeah. Because blame travels down. But the thing yeah. is, is that you should never have given anyone that junior yeah. such a task to be that responsible for, which is really, yeah. if you ask me, fault of the captain. Mm. And it's actually quite fascinating because I'm guessing you're not going to watch the series, most of you. I mean, yeah. Some might know this, but in season four later on, they go to this planet that has a justice system and detects your guilt. And Rimmer feels guilt for basically causing the death of everyone. Oh, he finally feels guilt. No, but that's the thing. They kind of retcon it in that episode. They say, yep. oh, see, he's so incompetent, he would never be put in that kind of position to risk the safety of the entire crew. He just has such a massive ego that he thinks he caused it. Oh. So he didn't cause it. What caused it? No. Like, well, it was just someone else. Like you know, just like you know, just ruptured itself. But he thinks that he caused it because he thought he was the most important person in the ship. Oh. So he blamed oh. himself, and so that guilt, that detected his guilt that didn't right. really exist. That's awesome to know because that makes yeah. a lot more sense. Yeah. Mm. Okay, because even his immediate superior, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was like, "You are a smeghead." Mm. Yeah. Uh, and he's like sticking to the letter of the law and yeah. being totally officious, mm. even though he thinks he's. Using the system to rise up, ultimately, he that's supports not a work system either. that will never support him back. Yeah, yeah, and those, and those guys are like, you're just being an idiot. So um, they wouldn't have let him do that job. He's so different for respecting people who will never respect him at all. Absolutely, yeah. and that's actually really sad. So that's kind of, he's like the foil to, hmm. I guess, Lister. Lister's character who's just like fuck it I don't care any but I'm gonna go to Fiji with my cat that I he doesn't care about the rules he put a cat onto a spaceship that (laughs) was unquarantined and pregnant that's Um, interesting I thought because I read some of the Red Dwarf books growing up and I think he mentioned the whole sending the photograph 
to get analyzed was part of his plan because he wanted to go into stasis to like you know get through the rest of the trip quick because he already saved enough money. Oh. So they kind of reckoned that it seemed like to say that it was part of his plan. Oh. And then he wouldn't stasis. give up but the that, cat. That takes away the whole sacrifice of it though. Of yeah. like, oh, well, either you know I lose that money or mm. the cat dies, Indeed. and he'd rather lose the money. Yeah. Um, but if it turns out that he didn't need the money, then he's not so much of a Jesus figure to the cats. But I could be remembering that wrong. Maybe he tried to spin in his head saying, oh, this is actually a good thing. Maybe he didn't plan that, but that's the... No, it, didn't, it certainly didn't seem like he planned it in the show. It's like, yeah. oh, shit, okay. Yeah. Maybe he, sat, okay. he unconsciously sabotaged himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he did is he sent a photo of him and the cat on board the ship yeah. to the photography room for processing. <laughs> <laughs> not too clever. But uh, <laughs> what else do I notice? A lot of anachronisms, anachronisms like the CRT monitors... Mm. Uh, when they're about to do the exam, the captain's, or not the captain, the, the officer says no one is allowed to use any modems, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is probably the closest thing they had to the internet. Oh, I was wondering what that was. It's like, why would you have a modem? Don't you mean like drive? <laughs> it's like, yeah. you have a USB drive. Yeah, it was well there. before smartphones. Um, oh, they got the dated technology. The computers were so tiny. The screens were so tiny yeah. and they were so dated. And I was just yeah. sitting there looking at them because you've got the huge computer and this tiny little screen. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with these computers? <laughs> Although I did hear that they do like to use older tech. The binary ones. Uh, yeah, yeah. For, for space computers because they're less likely to short out during yeah. the solar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good to know. Fun fact. So yeah, like, it still works because you've got movies like Alien, Aliens that have that similar look. The Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Um, they get away with it because they were made in the early 80s. Indeed. And, um, yeah, what was the cat wearing? Something 70s or 80s? He was wearing... What it was, was kind of 70s. That's why Disco. I think when you're saying minstrel, I'm like, I think it's more contemporary than that. They're no, he was with... dressed as that, but the way he was acting and oh, moving okay. and dancing seemed to play into the whole minstrel. Oh, I could be wrong. I'd be interested yeah. to read the I actor's yes. thoughts on that. Because he's played the role for now, like, almost 30 years, it seems, on and off. So, and yeah. he's kind of more or less play the same style of performance. Yeah. Mm. Like playing, playing up his like, you know, cat-like aspects. Yeah, he's supposed to be super vain, Indeed. a real showman, all that yeah. stuff. I don't know. I that that part isn't fashion accessories. Um, yeah. Although that is, one could say, ooh, dandy-esque. So dandy is from the aestheticism, theory of aestheticism with Oscar Wilde. So the whole dandy is basically Oscar Wilde. It's just a guy who is really into fashion, basically. Um, it's hard to describe a dandy. It's kind of like... Would you say like a modern geisha, I guess. dandy maybe. would be like... Uh, it's like I'm a, trying to think of maybe Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. or like Johnny Depp to yeah. a degree. Uh, yeah, okay. I guess. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is more traditionally... I guess the way he dresses and everything is more yeah. traditional consideration of what a dandy is. Okay. Um, there's nothing wrong with being a dandy. It's just... It's a thing that mm. at the time men weren't very effeminate and I think for the Victorian era it was so different to have a man who used scented handkerchiefs and stuff like that I don't know um, whereas it's not that different I mean in French courts men used to have beautiful embroidered flowers all over their coats and stuff like that if you were really really rich mm. obviously um, but yeah so there you go do they explain why there's only one cat left at some point no yes, he, they do oh um, really and later in the series in that's first season they do explain what happened to the rest of the cats what happened I need oh, to you know. Want to know okay so <laughs> from what um, Holly translates the book from what I remember and it yeah. seems that you know eventually they thought okay God doesn't exist so most of them get on two different ships and fly from two different directions oh. based on two different interpretations of like the book which is like Mr's old notes yeah yeah so it's a and great whole refund like religion yeah, yeah exactly and like one goes off and unfortunately gets hit by a meteorite straight away and the other goes off and is never heard of again like yeah. it's off trying to search for Fushal Fiji right. yeah. <laughs> Fushal 
but there is one other elder cat left down the cargo hold, which they meet and gets to meet God, Lister, just before he dies, and then dies. Okay. <laughs> but at least there's a ship of cats out there somewhere. Possibly. Yes. And so why did he get left behind? I think he was just stupid. Okay. He doesn't believe. He was a uh, he was a dumb um, person. He was the runt of the Exactly, more or less. Like they left him high and the elderly behind because they want to take. So all three of them are basically. The runs of the, the litter. Rejects. The, rejects, the yes. rejects, Oh, very much so. It's, you well, know, the bums not, of the universe. Well, so is Crichton. Isn't Crichton? He has a weird tick every now and again. Yes, that's, um, he comes... So Crichton... When does he turn up? Because he's oh, not even in that. Yeah. Yes, he first appears in the first episode of the second season, played by a different actor, and then right. he would come back permanently in the third season onwards. Mm. And yeah. more or less, he's like... Indeed, like, eventually he's found out that he's a joke of a character. Like He was created by a female like, engineer as like a mockery of her ex-husband. Oh. Exaggerated features and... As a, so he realizes that he's also a joke, and he has uh, some quirks because he was like destroyed and rebuilt and not done properly... Hmm. Yeah, he has so. a lot of heads that he switches from Indeed. whenever he needs a new head. He grabs a different head, and each one has a weird, quirky mm-hmm. personality or a weird issue. Um, I was going to say, uh, I noticed only one woman have any lines or screen time. She was a white lady, mm-hmm. and she was literally—I think Lester was trying to flirt with her about yep. going to see the captain. Mm-hmm. And that's literally it. Why am I going to go see the? Ca-? He's like, oh, is that the co- captain's office? Yep. And she's like, yes, it's always been the captain's office. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, now I know that's there. Why do you think the captain wants to see me? And she's like, oh, well, maybe because you've been promoted to admiral. <laughs> and you don't know if she's just flirting back yeah. or if she's just being sarcastic and wants him to get get away. <laughs> so I think that's something that's been retconned before and after. So I think in the first season, it's implied that, you know, Lister had a crush on her and nothing became her and they were kind of bantering. But then later it's implied that they dated for a bit and then broke up mm. and they, he wants to get back together. So I know there's female characters that pop up later on. Yes. On and off. On and off. Yeah. Uh, especially the alien women that that's, turn out to be monsters. It's funny you mentioned that, <laughs> that scene, though, because uh, it's mentioned here as a deleted scene yes. where he con- plays with controls to her chair, dropping her down. Uh, yeah. The scene was excised due to the actors not feeling it was genuine <laughs> and uh, even embarrassing and nauseating. So maybe he came on a little bit strong in that. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense if you don't know who she is in yeah. the background. Yeah, funny you say good. aliens, though, because Red Dwarf is quite unique in terms of sci-fi shows and there are no actual... Aliens. Everything intelligent or humanoid comes from Earth originally. There is no life that originates on any other planet point, yeah. over the course of the entire series. That's insane. Mm-hmm. All the non-human things they encounter are genetically engineered life forms. From That's Earth. Yeah. Which, to be yeah. fair, I think is probably more realistic. Hmm. I mean, I, I think there probably is aliens out there, but space is so big hmm. that it would take a few million years before we potentially meet any... Uh, isn't there that the machine they can't uh, they come in that makes a noise when they hit it? They don't know what it is. It's in a dark room. There's a spotlight and it's like boo, and it can repair genetic information or it can create. Oh light. no, that was created by. That was humans. humans. Oh, sure. that's so cool. I think it was, but I haven't seen the episode in a while. I think it's called yeah, it's like DNA something. Yeah. In the fourth season. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wasn't human ship though. It might have been. Who knows? Yeah. Well, Red Dwarf was very much a all male cast, Definitely. all male writers. Yeah. Um, very British in the sense that we did have two people of color playing in two lead parts, but it was interesting because to me it was just like very whitewashed in that Indeed. sense. Uh, well, the background cast, anyway. And I will say, thinking on it, it has a problem that definitely Stargate does have and a few other shows have where the only person of colour main person of colour is also not human mm. alien-like or distancing for like yeah. deviation from the norm where, whereas Lester uh, Lister sorry we, we said he's actually a halfy. he's yes. half what was he half Irish and half Ghana Guyana Guyana like, yeah Guyana it's from South America 
Yeah. I know Gaal in other country, I don't know. So that. you're implying that that others him somehow because he's half well, not, cat? Well, not Lister, but the cat, yeah. it seems like, you know, like you know, it's like the study in a few other shows where a person of colour is... Can really exist like, like Worf as well. Yeah. Yeah. Or people argue has the same thing where, you know, everyone else is white, the only people of colour are like different and alien. They're, they're I wasn't buying into this, but you do keep bringing it up. I was going to say, Lester, even though he's a halfie, it's like he's not fully... Like integrated into society anyway, he knows society doesn't accept him, so he doesn't bother trying. There's no point. Um, he mm. makes him he makes his own place for himself. Mm. Uh, whereas Rimmer is desperate to be accepted by society that still is very classist and still looks back on him yeah. and rejects him. And whether it was intentional or not, you could read like a race thing into that where like Rimmer thinks he's like, he's white, he's male, he should have he, all these he's more superior. He, should, well, he should he deserves this stuff. Whereas Rimmer is like he's accepted that he'll never get it in this kind of society. And he doesn't so. want it anyway, technically. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, there you go. So that was pretty interesting. Anything else? Any other thoughts? Oh, I've just got trivia really. Like the script was rejected by the BBC three times yep. before it was given the go ahead. As they, as they said in the behind-the-scenes documentary, it's like, everyone asks, why did it take so long to get off the ground? They said, well, it's a sci-fi comedy, and the rule of television is you don't do sci-fi comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but had they ever been tried? I don't think so, just, no. Okay. Wow. Well, what about Doctor Who? That was more straight sci-fi, really. And that's more, um, what's the cheesy? Without a laugh track. Cheesy. And no laugh track, either. Oh, you're right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what about, JJ, what were your thoughts? Anything um, unusual that you thought were worth mentioning? Mm. It was funny. Yeah. You thought it was funny? Okay. Yeah. I loved You know, fun fact the canned laughter we're hearing would be been recorded from people who have died long, long ago. We're hearing the laughter of dead people. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. That is not a fun fact. <laughs> Sarah, what about you? What what struck you as interesting? Uh, oh, I think everything's been said already. I have nothing interesting to add, just that British humour is not really to my taste, um, okay. but I but I laugh more than I expected to laugh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will say the second episode is a significant improvement over the first. In fact, it has what's considered many considered to be the one of the most iconic scenes in all of Britain. Really? It's this. It's really well written and like well acted idea of like you know it's called uh, it's the episode's called Future Echoes. They see brief glimpses of the future, and there's one scene where one character comes in, does the exact same thing twice, and the other character's reacting to it hmm. and causing him to react the way he does the first time. It's really well done. Oh, maybe we should watch it before we <laughs> Well, you can all watch it in your own time if you want. Yeah, no, that's definitely got me intrigued. Mm. I did have another question. Yes. Seeing that you're a red, red dwarf buff, mm. why does Rimmer end up as a hologram and not Robert McIntyre? Ah, yes. Yeah, yes. So Holly ends up justifying that. I'm pretty sure in the show and also definitely in the books he does, saying yeah. that because Lister is essentially going to be on his own, he thinks that Rimmer's the best person to help keep him the same. That was my guess, yeah. Yeah, because like, if it was anyone else he got along with, that would just, you know, like someone said, the worst thing you can do with someone is trap them in a room alone with their best friend because mm. they'll just like get on each other's nerves. Where you start with someone on each other's nerves, you're already like, you know, you're already there or something. But that was his justification that he would best keep him sane. They had this other guy and the only way he mentioned in his speech that he would be replaced is if someone died who was mm. more important to the mission. Yep. And yes, I guess Holly decided the mission right. was keeping mm. one remaining human yeah. person alive. Holly's dry humour is like, everybody's dead, Dave. He's like, <laughs> is so-and-so dead? Everybody's dead, Dave. <laughs> what about so-and-so? Everybody's dead, Dave. And then towards the end he's like, God, why did I even revive you? <laughs> <laughs> it's quite good. Apparently, two or three million years does send someone a little bit. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, artificial intelligence dry. apparently gets very sarcastic. Very and funny enough, that's another thing they kind of retcon 
in a way. So in the second season, it's implied that Holly, like, like, it's a joke, like Holly pretends that he's gone dumb after being so many years on his own, like his IQ's dropped down several thousand points. Mm -hmm. And they think, oh, it's actually a joke, he was smart the whole time. Then the third season's like, oh, no, he actually did get dumb. But also in the third season, that's when he's replaced by a female version of himself. It's it's like the backup protocol one. Well, I thought that was what it was, wasn't it? Oh, that's not an episode. And so in season two, is an episode called Quig, where this like, new computer comes in saying, oh, I'm the backup system, and I'm here to replace Holly because Holly is too stupid. Because Holly was on his own for three million years, he's got yeah. a senile. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wow. That's how, that's how computers yeah, like work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well but I then, mean, without routine maintenance, but it, it, it does have problems with processing. But in terms of optics, now I'm thinking about it, and yeah, they revert back to Holly being an idiot in season three when Holly was replaced by a woman. Actress. Really? Yes. Yeah. Because, like, probably Holly says he has, like, a head six change through seasons based on, like, yeah, it's a really weird thing that season three. Yeah. In, like, the scrolling text. I only, uh, I watched, uh, when I was watching most of Red Dwarf, Holly was predominantly female the yeah. entire time that I watched That's it. from season so three to season seven. I must have watched those more than any other episodes. Hmm. Um, I, I actually watched it because uh, a lot of, my brother Charles was really into sci-fi, Star Wars, Star Trek, my brother Charles <laughs> and my sister Jade, huge sci-fi buffs, X-Files, all of that. So I started watching more and more sci-fi and that's probably Mm. why I tuned in most seasons mm. there you go I guess thinking about it now the reason they made of retcon certain things was to for comedy effect rather than you know for lore effect retcon retcon yeah. so I'm not sure where the term comes from exactly but it's when you basically change things that happened in the past so you like say this didn't happen this never it's happened it's no longer canon yeah exactly or probably maybe can't come from, come from canon continuity but it's like for example when the new Star Wars films came out from episode 7 they said okay all the extended universe stuff, all the video games, all the books, they're retconned. They yeah. don't exist in this new in series. In this universe, of yeah. Yeah. Because Marvel has done that a few times. Like, nope, didn't happen. Shh. Exactly. I think someone told me Loki uh, and him taking over the Earth, the reason for that is not no longer because Loki is just an evil person. It's because he was under the influence of, what was it, the, the scepter or something? The, oh, yeah, when he was running around with that stone. Was it, it was the Tesseract? His, the Tesseract, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because um, the Tesseract gives birth to Ultron, who is, mm. in, yeah, so it's like he was influenced by that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Rather than he was an evil person, but he's the god of mischief, and he does kind of hate <laughs> Thor. I love how Thor. I was watching uh, Thor Ragnarok actually last night, and I love how he's like, "Oh yes, Loki, my brother, has always been evil. One time he uh, he turned into a snake because he knows I love snakes, so I picked up a snake to admire it, and then it turned into my brother Loki, and he said, aha, I got you,' and then stabbed me. <laughs> like, what? I have to say, I really uh, did like the humor of the that. The best relationship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I turn, you know, morph myself and stab my siblings. Uh, for me, that's probably the saddest death in uh, Avengers. Because I don't believe he's dead. Well, <laughs> to me, I think, and a lot of people seem to agree that it's one of the only ones that seems like it'll stick because he wasn't snapped. Hmm. So he's not, his soul mm-hmm. isn't trapped in the soul stone, he's just gone. Yeah, I don't believe he's dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, I believe okay. he's coming back. I believe! <laughs> I think that would cheapen the death somehow, but Look, yeah. There's a rule in sci fi no one's really dead unless their contract runs out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think Marvel can afford him anymore. <laughs> That's why it's sure he's going to be Iron Man as Iron Heart, and uh, nice. Bucky's going to be Captain America, nice. and so on. I don't know who's going to replace Hulk. Apparently, mm. uh, She Hulk. No, <laughs> yeah, like do I that. wish that would be awesome though. Yeah, probably She Hulk in the comics is like a great fourth wall breaking fun that character. Would, that would be great. Oh, she a bit Deadpoolish. Kind of, yeah, from what I've heard. I like it. Mm. To read some. 
Yeah. Cool. Well, we're nearly on an hour, so oh, wow. we'll probably have to wrap it up there. Go grab yeah. some pizza. But yeah, yeah it's yeah. been yeah. fun. I guess Indeed. it's time to make like a banana and split. Ooh. Oh. I totally forgot about that one. Oh, 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 oh. I gotta use that. All right. Thanks, guys. You've Thank been you. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.